The Crossroads Videocast is here. Retrospective reviews, discussions, theories, and geek outs. All available when you pledge $10 or more a month to our Patreon account. Same show, just more of it. Head over to patreon.com slash Digital to play. Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Oh, death. Oh, death. Oh, death. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads here on Rain Man Digital Crossroads 003. And as always, just a quick reminder, we are no longer going to be using the Rain Man Digital app. It has been discontinued, but if you like those live show notifications, you can text RMD69 to 50597 and receive a standard text message whenever a live RMD show is about to start, along with a link as to where you can easily listen. Today, we are talking about Supernatural Season 14, Episode 19. These numbers just keep getting bigger. Jack in the box. I have Ryan in studio with me today. What's up? First for uh, a while, it it feels. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hard time on that (laughs) How was your 14th trip this year? Yeah, you know, well, I can... (laughs) He uh, sounded like Mr. Poopy Butthole. You know know what? Hey! (laughs) You know what's funny is, like, uh, I haven't been here, but when I do show up, I show up on time. Yeah. That's valid. That's fair enough. At least I show up. I get that leeway. I'm here more often, so oh, I can be late right, once in a while. Right, right, Michael is also in studio today. Mike, how's it going? Good. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, righty. We are talking about Jack in the Box, the second to last episode Don't of forget season Amy. 14. Oh, you're Jesus, right. Amy is here, dick. too. My apologies. I would have remembered you, Amy. Us today as well yeah i was gonna say we were just talking for 15 minutes i know i know i'm You're a terrible a horrible, person you are a horrible lead show yeah. host thank you for that ryan you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> av welcome to the show thanks for being here thank you we, this one has been written by eugenie ross lemming and brad buckner directed by robert singer we are getting into the last little setup for supernatural's second to last season we are down to 21 episodes now after this and it looks like Jack is going to be a focus of that last season, or at least it seems like that'd be the case with Jack versus the Winchesters, the final showdown that's just starting in some ways. Uh, it's a moment that we've kind of been talking about for most of season 14, probably most of season 13, even when we consider it, that Jack has been kind of now set up 
truthfully, to be this, not so much a villain, but the antagonist for our characters at this point. We knew it was coming. We knew the Anakin Skywalker storyline was going to be very prevalent. But more prevalent than that is really the the mistakes and the cosmic consequences of the Winchesters finally coming to the forefront, them having to answer for the decisions they've made over the course of not just the last few years, but truthfully, their, their lives in many respects. There's some parallels to you know, what they've done here versus what Chuck and Lucifer did and, and that whole thing about casting out your son with the second they disappoint you. Uh, it's it's a dark mm-hmm. episode. It's a painful episode. It might have Dab's very best moment throughout it as well. It's five minutes and three years, baby. Five minutes Woo! and three years. We'll get there one day and that's Woo-hoo! today. <laughs> what a guy. You know, seeing... All right, come on. Let's not piss in the Cheerios so soon. <laughs> Are you it, sure? It was a very emotional episode. You know, we've come to like Jack. We've come to love him. The, the Winchesters have loved him like a son. Castiel especially has for the last couple of years. And seeing him deciding to put him in the Malik box is very morbid, very dark, and easily the strength of the episode. And, you know, kudos to Jared Padalecki for bringing to life that torment that uncertainty in this decision you know feeling like you have no other option but hating every second as you commit to it i i tell you what he has been killing it this season absolutely he has he's done a great fucking job you know riding the highs and lows of this season starting out with dean's off in the wind with michael (laughs) calling the shots to losing the entire hunter armada that he built up and, and failing on that respect losing mary now losing jack it's been a very emotionally trying season for our characters and and J- both actors have done a great job but jared has really brought some of that nuance while dean has has kind of hide some of his to his own scenes as we saw in this episode and you know it's it's not exactly fair to jack we know that he doesn't really deserve what's happening to him this the situation he's been dealt a bad hand but at the same time the winchesters feel like with understandable logic reasoning at this point that they don't really have many other options there's really no winners how do you win when it comes to decisions like this and that's that's good that's why i feel like it's some of dab's best work because he created a a a no-win situation where this isn't the obvious enemy this this isn't lucifer this isn't You know, shitty Asmodeus. This is Metatron. Yeah, this is a scenario where there are no winners, and it just makes us all feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's why it worked for me on on so many levels. It's basically like having sex with me. There's no no winning. There's no winning in that. I thought it was uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) I was thinking there was no coming. That's that's only if there's more than two people involved. So. You know what I think that that makes us tough is that we we knew that at some point this was going to happen, and it still didn't. It doesn't, get make, any, it it doesn't make it easier. Like, and I think the the thing is with Jack is that we we really don't know what to expect. I think that's the biggest thing with God with Amara. We kind of had an idea of what to expect with Jack. We don't know what to expect because the Nephilim is kind of out of our realm of what he can and can't do we kind of like i said we kind of an idea about what amara could do we obviously have an idea of what god can do but what is what does jack bring to the table and we still have i don't even think we've hit him at full power well like oh, it, i don't think yeah so. 
And I think that's the scary part about this whole situation is, is they built up, I think they've done an incredibly great job of building, building Jack up to the point where we clearly give a shit about Jack. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what made a couple scenes in this really uncomfortable and, and uncomfortable in a way of like, you know, how, how could you be doing this? I well, guess. I, I think the bigger thing is you said we know what to expect from Amara and Chuck. I think it's more that the darkness being Can we use God? Darkness. I'm still bitter no, about the word no, Chuck. No, we can't. It's Chuck. Okay, it's God. So you God. know, Amara being who she is, being the, the <laughs> like, darkness. What? He's just creating, like, arguments His own for no reality. Reason. Like, he knows he's God, but yeah, he's still going to hold just, on to it's it. It's just God. Just say God. It's you Chuck. don't need to call him he Chuck. He knows he's wrong. He's God. He knows he's wrong. doesn't need a name. He does need a name. Hey, Prove Fred. you wrong. It's like, it just, it's God. <laughs> you imagine, like, the stubbornness if you were, like, we're in a relationship with Ryan? Oh, like, he, He's never wrong. Right. He, he I couldn't will, do it. He That's will correct. Even, I am never see, wrong. He will even Fucking right now. <laughs> he will even agree with you in order to not be wrong and then twist your words. You're right. I'm not wrong. Thanks I'm for not, proving though. me right again. Thank you. God fucking damn it. It's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, I guess it is a little infuriating that I'm always right. But, I mean, it's, it's a thing, dude. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. <laughs> It's more that with Amara being the darkness, we're just going to move past it, we knew her as this this force of destruction. With Chuck being God, we know kind of what to expect from him. And both of them, you know, God's kind of a dick and, and absentee right. father, pride and, you know, all those things. But with Jack, it's he doesn't know any better. He knows it was an accident. You feel terrible about reprimanding, punishing him in any way because it's not somebody who was – a callous dickhead it's not the evil villain it's not and as mike said it's not an easy answer there are no winners and for the winchesters they really did go dark because it was very personal and meanwhile we have castiel you know trying struggling to find a better way do something different it's it's very interesting to see how he's kind of flipped mm. from years ago where he was you know i look back at sarah gamble's run and he, Castiel being like, this is the only option I have. This is what I have to do for the good of everybody. And that's kind of where the Winchesters are in some ways, that, that he mm. is blinded by this rage and personal vendetta and duty. And <laughs> now he's somebody who's telling them, acting like, you fucking child. You said duty. It was funny. <laughs> Shut up. Castiel's <laughs> acting like they're, he's Jiminy Cricket. He's their conscious trying to say, no, I've been through this. I know this is not going to end well. There has to be another way. But at the same time, the Winchesters, especially Dean in this episode, are in no place to really listen. It's too personal this time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Jensen Eccles, you know, I saw it on Twitter all over the place. Did that, you? That heartbreaking scene where he's just crying in the woods alone. That's for the fandom, especially, that's tough to that's watch. What I do. I cry in the woods, too. Well, where are the woods? Like, where? Because we're in the it's desert. I'm just curious. It's a where, cry spot. Oh, you have, a, yeah. you have like a, a like a predefined cry spot? It's just the closet, spot. and he eats in the closet where he doesn't, nobody it's, can see him. He just gets a box of Twinkies and sits in the closet. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, no, it's the woods. It's the woods with the box of donuts, and I just cry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is there a chocolate-covered lid? Oh, is there crueler? No, but it's it was tough to see Dean, the character that we all love, be that vulnerable. And it's, you know, the first time he's has to step away from Sam and Castiel to feel those feelings that he's lost his mother yet again. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder how many times 
that's actually happened in his life. You know, oh, I'm going for a beer or I'm going blah, blah, blah. And I think in other times to to see that to see that little bit of no, I just need to get out of here. Kind of a a remark. And then he goes to his, I don't know, spot in the woods, grabs those donuts and just cries. I think in other times, though, he's been angry, like season seven. He used it in rage and he he hid in alcohol and he's always Mm. gotten a drink or he's been let's hunt the next thing. I think this time it was such a big loss that it was just there was nothing else but tears. You couldn't there was no action. There was nothing to punch. There was nothing to do. It, It hit too hard. Finally. You know, it was something very reminiscent of the beginning of season 13 with the death of Crowley, Castiel, and the absence of their mother all in the same fail swoop. Yeah. It actually reminded me, I think it was back in season four when he finally confessed to Sam that, you know, he remembered hell and blah, 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 and that heartbreaking scene on the side of yeah. the road. It's very reminiscent of that. Um, and on the other side, we've got beyond the Winchesters, we have a couple of different forces trying to seize the opportunity for either their own self gain or their own personal vendetta with, you know, Bobby hatchet to the head, Bobby, come on, fake Bobby, <laughs> fake, fake Bobby, Bobby. Yeah. never call him just Bobby, fake Bobby with his fake emotions and his fakeness oh, coming wow. in with his fake ax, throwing it at fake base, a fake hunter, killing a fake wraith, a fake, wraith. Like, it wasn't <laughs> a wraith, a guy. It, it wasn't a wraith. <laughs> he man. just threw it. it and just, just, he's like, man, that I guy owed me money. I, I heard that guy fucked Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that's catch right oh shit oh that's not catch oh no, we'll, we'll hide the body it's fine no yeah, yeah. guys it's a wraith <laughs> it's a wraith it was a wraith that, that, hey, that explains it hey dean i don't think that was a wraith <laughs> it, it was a wraith it was a wraith that's i saw it i i pretty sure it was a wraith <laughs> i don't all, now where's john winchester yeah, i heard he's back <laughs> i heard he's back too that's oh, john, yeah, give right? me my hatchet back <laughs> i gotta hit him in the head oh yeah you got lucille well i got What's a good name for this? Henry the Hatchet? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you couldn't let me. Put, oh. What are you gonna say? Nothing. Doesn't matter. No. Hancock, because Cox in the name. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go. That would have been a good one, actually. <laughs> so we had fake Bobby showing up and you know be invested apparently, which is really hard for me to be on board anything he says because I do just see fake Bobby. But I see. I love. Um, Jay, what's his name? Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver's great. And I am drawn to him. He's good on screen. He's she's just fine. But every time he peers, he is fucking him. Every time he jumps in, I'm like, yeah, you're not Bobby. Yeah. Don't don't pretend. I automatically don't care. Like, I love Jim Beaver. I like seeing him in the show. But then I'm like, oh, sweet. Bobby's gonna be in this episode. I'm like, it's fucking fake, Bobby. It's bullshit. Like But you know what? I think they've done a good job the last couple of times that we've seen him of reminding us with the character that this is not our Bobby. Our Bobby never would have acted like this. That is true. There's a there's a big difference in his reaction. Well, they they toned him down a bit because what was it? The season towards the end of last year, we were like, okay, well, he's just Bobby now. And then they kind of mellowed him out, which I thought I think they needed to. He can't be thrown around idiots and. And calling them schoolgirls, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't we, work. We, we know he's not our Bobby, so don't try to make him yeah. our Bobby. He's like he's not our dad. Right. He's not our real dad. Okay, <laughs> not not my real dad, Jerry. Yeah, you know, like hashtag not my president. Hashtag not my Bobby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Hashtag not my Bobby. Yeah. Going to be huge, huge. And then we have the primary out outside of Jack, the primary manipulator 
villainous threat in some ways mm-hmm. was Duma, mm. who's but- now dead. Dead oh. Duma in in a single De- fucking Deadma. episode. She's Deadma. 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 Oh, poor Deadma. Is, wait, did you just um, <laughs> did you just ship death and Duma together? Yes. Yeah, Deadma. and not the death as an entity, just like death. Just, just death in general. Just the idea of death. <laughs> just, just the, the <laughs> bad yeah, she synthesis of life. <laughs> just a skull. Deadma. Jesus. I like the idea of her and Billy better, but yeah. doing what? Oh, scissoring. I, <laughs> I would actually be. Death and Duma. Billy is death, right? I'd sign up for that Patreon. That works. That Patreon? Yeah. (laughs) He he signs up for his own Patreon to write slash Do you know what Patreon is? Yeah. (laughs) Where I go for paid porn, right? I'd sign up for that Reddit. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what you just said. No, it's not. You have to pay for certain things on Patreon, like porn. Okay, apparently. so there's right. plenty of cosplay girls that have you know that he's subscribed to here that you see. You want to see more of my ass? You want to see my Swipe ass? Up. My asshole is the there's diamond. There's literally tier. nothing left to show, oh but gosh. it's the diamond tier. Like Amy's all, oh my gosh! But like that's our that's, that's our life. Thing. That's our life on Instagram. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you open Instagram, I can't even open up Instagram anymore in front of my child. It's, just, it's porn because somebody's like, "Hey, want to see my asshole? Swipe oh. up!" I'm like, "What? You can see what? the bicycle spokes." You're like, "Yeah, can I see the inside of it?" Or is <laughs> how it- did I even follow you? Like, like how do how do these people show up on my feed? <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! The advertising man—that's Instagram for nine ninety nine. Can I see your asshole? <laughs> that's Instagram. Ugh. No, but we have dead Duma. She went from you know <laughs> desperate and alone angel who's happy to see Castiel every now and then to megalomaniac vying for power. In a way, I hated this so much. In some respects, I understand it. There, you know, when it's her, you know. And three other assholes that are trying to keep the entire lights Swipe on. Swipe up if you want to see all three of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can I can understand her desperate times call for desperate measures yeah. concept. But, you know, th- there's a lot to get into. So let's just go straight into it. The greatest moment of this episode was easily, you know, watching Jack get into the Malik box. That heartbreak of <sighs> watching him naively truly trust the winchesters think things are better (sighs) seeing that was very hard to watch and as you said mike it it very well might be the best thing dab's done in his time on the show it's something that we haven't i don't know if we've ever really seen before where there are no clear winners we are heartbroken to do this it's is it the right thing to do maybe maybe not you could make an argument but nobody's happy about it it's not a clean win it's not a victory in any way well i think the other thing that was really painful about it is like watching him we clearly know that it's a trick and watching sam and dean pretend to be okay with it and then the fact that he trusts them like it was a it was a triple it's, it like, was watching betrayal yep. yeah it was a triple gut check it was like hey you want some booger free coffee there's nothing in it i swear get yeah uh, get that booger <laughs> Drink it up. Yeah. Is there anything in this? No. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's rough, man. It, it was rough just in your gut. You're, you're sitting there watching this. And you're yeah. Like, no, man. Fuck. This is not how I want this. Like, I understand why, but at the same time, I like, ugh. well, you don't feel good about it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the you feel dirty. That's the strength behind it. You know, we talked about some of these scenarios with last week's episode with, with Baron's bringing about, consequences into the story that 
you know, is it so much Jack's fault as it is their own fault in many ways that they and them, their own decisions have led them to this point? You know, saying that we've always known Jack was a threat, they still kind of play it off as, well, it's his fault. We knew right. it was a threat, but it's his fault for this happened. And you could really, is it? Because he is so naive, so trusting, so easily manipulated that it's not fair to say it is his fault. He's not ready. If he was anybody else, they wouldn't have a two-year-old on the front lines, and yet they do. Right. You have to, and and. Yeah, but what 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 is there? What was their alternative this whole time to have already put him in a box or something? No, like, but you don't just because there's he no has way powers, they could have kept him. Just because he has powers doesn't mean you say let's go learn to hunt something now. You know, let's let's start with English and how to read and write and English motherfucker. Basic do you speak? understandings like it's just because he learned so many things so quickly doesn't mean he's ready to be combat ready. And that I think can bring right, a lot but I, of bad things. I don't things. think that they were always throwing him on the front lines. I think they, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that this is their fault. They at didn't all. throw him on the front lines necessarily, but at the same time, this, they used him. They used him to pr- find the gateway to Mary. They used him to take out Lucifer in in some respects. They, they whether or not consciously or maliciously, Jack has always kind of been a. Uh, means to an end and it wasn't until the beginning of this season that they really started to see him as something other than i mean remember last season sam didn't dean call sam out that the only reason why you like this kid is because you think he's gonna get mom back yeah and sam felt guilty okay so i'm not saying they're responsible for you know this this is what they wanted but this is what we're talking about that dab is doing of intention putting these actors in I feel like everything since season 13 has been working towards this uncomfortable moment. The, the, the idea that that Baron started last week with the consequences, trying to reframe and bring back that idea to the forefront of this show. And then of course, with Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner placing Sam and Dean in the center of not only that emotional decision, but I mean, I would say it's an ethical one as well. And I feel like it's a great way to pose those questions again, Mm -hmm. while at the same time having to face and look in the eyes of their consequences of ignoring Mm -hmm. the natural order of things. That's not saying Sam and Dean are bad and they fucked up. That's saying there is a consequence and a reaction. For every action, there's a reaction. Now face that consequence and look at it in the eyes and tell it to get into that box. Tell your son, your son, that everything's going to be okay. Talk Mm -hmm. about biblical as fuck. dude, Dude, that is the whole... That's Abraham well, and Isaac shit. Abraham and Isaac on the mountain, which is coincidentally the title of the next. Yep. <laughs> oh, is it? Moira, the mountain upon which Abraham goes to sacrifice yeah. Isaac is the title of the next episode. I mean, that that whole scene, Sam's face, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping this guy in our in our Facebook group pages is, is joking. I don't know what he meant, but he says that uh, Sam and Dean's acting was atrocious, basically, he's alluding to in that scene. I don't know if he was making a joke, but. I, mean, I hope he's making a joke because if not, he's making a joke. I he has mean, to be right. I mean, Jack it's deliberately uncomfortable. For one, it shows how naive Jack really is, and even without his soul, how trusting he is of Sam and Dean. And that's the tragedy of that fucking scene: the fact that even without a soul, there is some form of goodness in this person. 
that yeah. he is so naive and trusting of these men. The only two people he he really only three people, two mm-hmm. or three people he really knows in his life. Yeah. And he had trusted them that they will save him and help him. Yep. That's I, fucking dark. That might be one of the most darkest yeah. moments we have ever had in the show that's in 14 years. It's it, it's we've seen Sam and Dean make tough decisions and we've seen them do things in 14 years, but this this decision to ultimately trick someone mm-hmm. who looks at them as not only brothers but family father figures and father figures and to to trick him and and stick with the lie that they're telling him it, this is by far one of the hardest and and probably dark decisions we've ever seen them make and we've seen them make some pretty fucked up decisions on, based on just where we're at with the villains of of the season this is this is the ultimate betrayal like mm-hmm. and and that I think is what makes this Whoa. so so hard it's very telling that Lucifer is in the box with Jack. What is Lucifer's story if not being betrayed in his own eyes by his father figure and thrown into a box to be forgotten? Yeah. That is what Sam and Dean did to Jack yep. through their own pain, through their own pride. And to Mike's point, you you this is the one time they've always been able to stab, fight, kill, resurrect their way through their problems. Yes, mm-hmm. they've made tough decisions. But it's always been kind of the easy, tough decision where they still can feel good about what they're doing or believe in themselves. How can you feel good about this one? How do you feel yeah. good about this one? And that's why it, you that's why it works cannot for me. run from this. You have to look in his face and say, it's all going to be okay, knowing full well you were fucking lying. You're going to be okay. And that's what Chuck did to Lucifer. Maybe not, you know, lie to him about, oh, it's going to be okay. But he punished his son for his own folly and mistakes right. and yeah. the consequences that he incurred were paid to the son. You know, whether or not Jack is powerful and, and was in full control of things is kind of a separate issue. It's it's not the point of that moment. And it is one time in which we can't turn away from it. Yeah. And, you know. And, and this is just to, I just received a tweet. Like, this hmm. is this is nothing. This entire, like, discussion here that we've been going on for the last two or three minutes has nothing to do with, with fault. There's not about passing blame to anyone. It's about consequence carver started that like we said last week he started that back in mm-hmm. season uh what 11 really, consequences yeah. there are consequences even if it's a good decision a righteous decision uh a, a moral yeah. decision there are consequences and that's the whole point of that scene there are consequences you befriended a nephilim that was the whole philosophical aspect last season do you abort the nephilim mm-hmm. Or give this life form a chance to prove himself? Or does he, or do you kill him because of the sins of the father? Yeah. That's the entire point. Yeah. It's not about fault. It's about posing those questions. Right. Yeah. And it's not to say, you know, that it was, it wasn't an easy decision in any way, but it's also, we have to put into perspective, where are our characters at right now? And then, whether or not we like it, you know, Dean is not thinking clearly. Dean is full of rage. Dean is full of pain. And Sam is well aware of it, but he's going along with it anyway. 
because, you know, A, probably a little bit of the whole, he's a younger brother. He's kind of following what Dean does. He also knows they're in like a kind of a no-win situation. Exactly. Like, what's the alternative? Allow him to he run around? He doesn't have another plan. Yeah. There is no other solution. And I think the other thing that really is a bummer about this is that Jack, at this point in, during this scene, thinks that everything is fine. Yeah. He thinks hurts that all the more. He, he thinks that, you know, they've forgiven him. He thinks everything's awesome. And <laughs> he just didn't break out in song. Um, he also thinks that what he's doing by creating air quotes, I'm creating angels. He's doing a good thing and that they'll be proud so of him. For from it. What he said. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm creating angels. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right, man. Cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's neat. That, that, that's the type of response you would give someone like, Oh, Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you really don't care. Well, it's one of those ones like they've had it in other storylines too, where like the kid does something in, in a lot of horror movies where it's like, I made it better. And it's like, it's. No, you clearly did up. not. You like, uh, psychopath. Okay. It's like a pet cool. cemetery moment. Like, yeah. that's not cool. You brought your, you brought your dead daughter back, bro. That's not cool. Everything is not okay. Everything is not awesome. So, yeah, but we do have to put that in perspective and it is, tough but the way they've done it you know dean is like steadfast in his angry resolution and sam is clearly not happy about anything about it but it's a situation purposefully put in that limelight it's designed to create debate and get us as the audience talking about it because i i think more off more people watching it had to have identified with sam in that moment dean is pissed we understand but we all felt more like sam conflicted angry don't really know another way can't quickly come up with a solution but that debate could be had with somebody else who's like no fuck that you knew what you were getting into he's had chances after chance after chance and he's killed other people he's he doesn't get it it's it's a ticking time bomb the sins of the father you could argue all kinds of different things and that's really the goal of any tv show to get the audience involved, any good TV show, get yeah. the audience well, involved, get us thinking and questioning and, and I'm asking just, these questions, this moral quandary. Yeah. And I'm just glad that this episode created that discussion on social media. For once we're talking for about, once. for once we're talking about something story related and we're arguing about interpretation about yeah. whether or not that was a good decision, a bad decision. We're not talking about, you know, whether Destiel is canon mm. or, it wasn't or, that great. or whether or not Jack would fuck Mary if he could. Like, Whoa. I'm just saying, <laughs> those are the things that people talk about on social media. I'm like, let's talk about the actual TV show. And I love that the show put something like this in it. I totally ship Jerry, by the way. Oh, Oh, yeah, so do I. But I th- that was actually me. On Twitter. <laughs> oh, that was your, oh, yeah. let Jerry happen. Yeah. Is your, is the name of your, wow. My ship, <laughs> your ship. secret Twitter. Well, dead Barry. Oh. Yeah. Dead Jerry. Oh, dead Jerry. Yeah. That's oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I think the thing that, that for me on this episode, especially to like in that scene where Sam and Dean are standing there in front of Jack, it, the last couple of seasons, I haven't really questioned how Jack is. And I think mm-hmm. this was the h- tough one too, because you're standing there and you're, you're watching the scene and you're like, man, he's, he's done some questionable things. And the thing is, he's so powerful. He could snap, he could pull a Thanos on him and just kill both of them. And mm-hmm. it, like, and I think that's the ultimate, like, really, let's just say a Lucifer. Cause Lucifer has been snapping long. Well, that's before true. Thanos. That's true. But you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, you clearly knew the what first I mean. snap. I think it's just, it's, Oh my God. <laughs> 
I like that. I snap first. <laughs> yeah. Um, that Twitter account. Oh, you know Thanos fucking stole that. Yeah. Sure. I just think that that was the the biggest thing is you're sitting there second guessing what Sam and Dean are doing, but at the I same time, mm-hmm. you're second guessing Jack because you've yep. you've built up Jack as being this wholesome kid, you know, who's trying to do the right thing, but now you you see him and he, he killed Mary out of just a quick rage. It's a nuclear bomb with a itchy trigger finger based solely on emotion. Right. And what, no one's going to feel good about that. Yeah, and it makes you tough. tense watching the whole thing. And it is a shame because all of Jack, all the things that have happened, he's been manipulated. And I think that's why a lot of us could more identify with Castiel this week because he, again, was that Jiminy Cricket. He comes in. And he says, when you wish <laughs> upon a star. That'll be a drop in about 20 seconds. <laughs> when he comes in, he says, you cannot you know, condemn him to this living death, this eternal tomb, especially to come from Dean, somebody who was about to put himself in that very position, not five episodes ago. Forgot about that. Jesus Christ. You know, how do you of all people condemn him to that? And Castiel comes in and he says, because he knows they're not in the right spot. And I think of the three of them, he's the only one who gets truthfully gets that Mary's in a better place. He's not emotionally think, compromised right. like the rest yes. of us. Think about that. Think think about what you just said, though. The, the one character that in the first five <laughs> like, he was the most unrational and now he's being the most I, rational. I like it. He's yeah. become the most human. Yeah, and I think that's the most unbelievable rotation and story arc for a character is that he's gone from being where Jack is to he will being destroy, him and Uriel would destroy an entire city to prevent one seal from being and, and, opened. And now he is being the most rational human, having you the most cannot condemn an innocent ish ish man. But to still, this like, kind of fate. Well, okay, think about this. You're right, Thomas, because that's a big shift. You're right because I mean, the hunters during seasons four and five wanted to kill Sam. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he Dean. Was the, Dean would not allow it, but this guy Sam is supposed to bring about the po- the apocalypse yeah. and end the world. So Jack is in the same situation. So yeah, it, I, I like what they're doing. It makes sense. There, I love that they're they're borrowing similar themes and ideas and reworking them. And again, what Castiel did, I loved it because it just shows growth, and that's something yep. that we just don't get with Castiel all the time. No, not is, enough. Is real growth took a couple steps back by killing an angel again, even yeah. though heaven's re- you know, relying on <laughs> them. Bitch got in his way. Like, oh come yeah, on, she got in stabbing distance, and he had the angel blade ready. He don't t- be within arm's reach. Well, of here's Castiel. the other thing, though. She threatened his family. Family. That's, that's true. also true. That's true too. Plus, she, she okay, like, I'm gonna you know fuck what? everything up. And he's like, mm. that, you know what? He's all, mm, bitch. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you stab you. It right. wasn't just him stabbing you anybody. Did. Look, he should have stabbed her a different way. He, oh, he didn't <sighs> kill the angel guarding the entrance. He brought right. that guy in. Duma threatens his family. Yeah. He gets stabbed. Yeah, that's what happens. What happens? I just think it's funny that for the first time. I think ever in this show, mm-hmm. I actually agree with Castiel over Dean and Sam. And I think that yeah. not only is that a big fucking moment, but I think that's why I, I like the parallel to Gamble's season six with Castiel making those decisions, the ripping apart of our family. I think that was like the last time we felt really uncomfortable about who was at fault, who the bad guy is yeah. in some ways with season six. And here we are, but it's 10 times worse, yeah. you know? And this episode was some solid work when it comes to story development as well, because we've taken our heroes and we're 
dissecting their decisions and putting them beneath a microscope, really for the first time in a very long time. It's something that we don't always want to do with our favorite heroes. We don't. Right. We, we always want to think that they're just doing the right thing and we can trust them. That's why we have these stories in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it is a great way to push the story in a far more intimate, detail, nuanced yeah. direction, more philosophical. And it's, you know, rather than simply relying on obvious progression of A, then B, then B, then C, it's it's focusing us on decisions that need to be made. And I do like your point, Mike, that we had, you know, when I'm, I'm following a lot of people on Twitter that are supernatural fans. And it's a lot of, I love these guys. Isn't this great? This heart, this smile makes my heart melt. Or mm. I can't believe they broke Dean's heart. When is his, he going to suck his, Dean's dick? His video, I can his see. Video, is, I'm so erect right now. I can see outline. His, uh, the side of his pants. You know, we, we get a lot of that. And it's fine to I have see that. that on social media all the time. Just, I'm, uh, well, you've seen my Twitter Mostly account. me tweeting it again. But... <laughs> What is wrong with you two? Well, you know. What? Right? Are you Castiel in this show, too? I am. Like, you're the voice of you reason? You can't talk about their dick outline. <laughs> I don't, it can't be the only thing. Uh, Man, look at the growth. The, look at the growth. No, exactly. look, look at Ryan's growth. I mean, he's actually asking us what's wrong with us. Uh, man. He is questioning us about a dick joke. Yeah, we but like full circle. He's posing those hard ethical questions. Hard Ryan. ethical uh, hard questions. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's wrong with you no two? but you're you're right though mike it is a lot of that and it's fine for people to want to tweet that kind of stuff but it is yeah. very nice to see ethical debate moral Absolutely. decisions i love it i feel like this well you're wrong because of this but not in a it, traditional twitter fuck you sense no, but a br- more of an actual debate it brings a, yes it brings a little bit more of a like you know intellectualism to the show and that's why I like debate. I like discussions where people can right. actually, you know, d- break down these types of things. Yeah. And it really does reflect on all the decisions that they have made that have got them to this point in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, it's not always easy to flesh out your story to that degree. It does require a very deep understanding of your characters, a very deep understanding of the situation. And that's why the writers here, Brad buckner and eugenia ross lemming did a very good job they they pulled it out what? yeah it's you're handed this episode hey uh you know that character everyone fucking loves make him the villain yeah figure that out in one episode essentially in one in one episode yeah <laughs> because even though barons barons was tasked with a huge challenge you know with mary and, and reminding us mary's reminding in this show that she matters beyond you know and he did existing it. and he did a good job with it then Brad Buckner and Jeannie Ross Lemming are handed the other half of that I- equation. Now make us hate the guy we should feel, but we felt bad for just last week. I sure as hell can't wait till she comes back and dies again. <laughs> Next think? season. It's going to happen. Yeah. The darkness is like, hey, I brought your mother back. Hey, your mom's back again. Guys, Jack's can like, you not? <laughs> dude, fucking keep her alive for more than two years. God damn it. I would actually just- laugh. Irresponsible with their own life. <laughs> just stop dying. <laughs> Jesus. Her, her door in heaven just keeps getting longer oh, and longer clear. of years. Yeah, <laughs> 2016 to 2019. Yeah. That now, was pretty funny, actually. Speaking of that moral debate via Twitter, do we in this room think that the Winchesters made, if not the right decision, uh, a good decision? I don't think it was a good decision, but I think it was one of those things where, like you said earlier, Thomas, it's a ticking time bomb. And even if he you feel like he's trying to do the right thing and you think he's going to you can help him 
what do you do with a with a nuclear bomb that at any minute if he got upset or something happened he could wish you out of existence i'm gonna send you the cornfield yeah and i think i think that's the the tough part about that is that i don't think it was a good decision i don't think it was a the right decision but at the same time it was a calculated decision and and it and i think that's why it hurt so bad you clearly hit the nail on the head dean was clearly angry right but sam was like man do we how do yeah, we because he didn't give two fucks about jack no, no. like sam was he struggling with a decision yes. dean did not and i think that's the that's the problem here is that i don't think it was the right decision i don't think it was it was a calculated decision that you know it clearly backfired but mm-hmm. i think that what do you do what do you tell jack to keep him safe to keep the people around you safe. It's not about him. To get it's in the box. Else, really. Yeah. But I'm just, what I'm saying like. What's in the box? I just, uh, this is tough. I don't have an answer for this question. I, I don't think, I, it's clearly not the right decision. I, it's, but it's like, you can wh- where, what else do you do in this situation? Yeah. You know, we don't know how to kill him. Right. You can't just say, oh, let's kill him. Like it. it and that might be one of their biggest things is that they feel like they can't, there is nothing they can do, but contain it, you know? Av, what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think they made a good decision? I think that for this particular moment in time, if they felt, I, I think they felt pressured to do something, because I think they feel like now that they have the information that his soul is gone and that he's killed someone, especially close to them, like Mary. You know, if if he can kill someone that he cared for on accident and combine that with he doesn't have a soul i kind of felt like um dean was feeling pressured like this is a problem that has is out of control and we need to fix it um i don't think he might not be as close to sam or as close to jack as sam was but i i also don't think that he wants to kill jack and so if you cuz normally you know how do you, how would dean solve this problem he would kill the problem but he doesn't want to so the next best thing is just locking him up and for him that's the right decision i'm a little sad that sam went along with it mm-hmm. as easily as he did and didn't fight for finding another way um but i think if if they were feeling a time crunch and pressure to fix the problem as quickly as they could, at least for the time being. Um, I, I think they made the the right choice. Now, again, like you guys have been saying morally, ethically, emotionally, it was probably not the right choice. Um, but you know, they're, it kind of seems like they're running out of time with Jack and what to do with him. And unfortunately I think they've, screwed themselves because mm-hmm. he went from absolutely 150% trusting every word that came out of their mouth to never trust and that they would only yeah. do anything good for him. And if that final scene, I mean, it was an amazing shot, but also I think we're going to see 150% of, I can't trust you now. Yeah. And I think they've created their own monster. In many respects they have. They have created their own monster. Um, Mike, what are your? Do you think they did a? Did, did someone a say Jack became a villain in one episode? Did somebody say that? I, uh, I, I like. Casually I'm just trying to catch it. up in the comment section. 
I casually mentioned it at one point. I said essentially that Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner have to like make us hate him in one episode. Make him make him the villain within one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kinda. they've been not really that it's been like that. I get what you're saying, but I, I feel like um just to answer this quite this the comment here, mm-hmm. um the way you worded it probably confuse people but yeah I, the whole st- honestly since the beginning of his introduction they they've were, been working they, towards it i worded it casually as in they've been doing it now in yeah. this episode they had to do up something it, quick dial yeah. it up a little bit yeah yeah um all right yeah i feel like they made the right decision honestly it's it's a it's a, it's a no-win situation sometimes the hardest to shit the the hardest shit? Is shit, the hardest the to shit, shit the hardest decisions aren't necessarily you know, an ethical mm-hmm. one. I mean, look at the president of the United States. You know, what do you do when you have to blow up some terrorists and there's going to be some casualties, some innocence? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 world. It's a it's a government building. It's a part of the, the process of a securing peace. Is it right? Probably not. Does it happen? Yes. It's the same situation. These guys are, are, are soldiers. They're fighting a war. This guy presents a clear and present danger. And they did what they had to do. I mean, are they going to regret this the rest of their life? Probably just like a lot of the decisions they make. They probably I think they regretted it before they ever did it. That's exactly what I was was about to say, A.V., because I don't think they expected Jack to be so normal in his own way. Yes, he obviously his ethics was skewed when he says, I'm making angels. And he was very kind of. Naive. Um, naive and very just blase about killing Mary, but he was still Jack in a lot of ways. And I think they expected him to appear and he was going to be a Lucifer type evil. Yeah. And when they saw, Oh shit, he looks and acts pretty much the exactly same. like he was. That's, they hadn't seen him since it happened. And that's why Sam, when he saw him, he was taken back. You can tell he was like, well, the, this is going to be even more difficult than I thought. What they should have done is just chucked him in the cage with Adam and they would have forgot him. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that's what happened with, right? Like, they just forgot about him, too. So why just chuck him in the cage? You'll forget about him in, like, a season. Yeah. I mean, for me, I understand why they made the decision. I don't think they made a good decision because, to me, this is the one way they were guaranteed to push him over the edge. Yeah. The fact that, as you said earlier, Mike, that Dean went through all kinds of shit when other hunters were literally shot them to death in their bed to save Sam, to prove that he was more, that they went up to bat for Castiel repeatedly, that they... But they're biased. They always have been. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. That Dean, that Sam and Dean, like, killed to death and defied all odds with the mark of Cain to, to unleash the darkness and create those fuck ups. I, I don't think they made a good decision here because it doesn't feel like that's what they should have done to somebody who's family. Now at the same time, I understand only in the fact that Dean does not do well with betrayal. When Dean, when Dean finally opens up to somebody, if you hurt that trust, there's really no coming back. And I can understand how in season 13, he didn't trust Jack in any way. Sam kind of convinced him. He turned over. He opened up his heart in many ways. And now he feels like Jack twisted a knife into that exposed, that, that his heart, truthfully. Yeah. So I can understand why he is so angry towards Jack. 
but I don't think it was a good decision because if it was Sam, he wouldn't have done it like that. And there is this kind of ticking clock element, but I feel like that was the one way that you guys guaranteed to, as you said, Ryan, like push him into, he's now a hundred percent going to fucking hate you guys. So I don't think it was a good decision, although I do understand it or at least lose trust. Yeah. Create your own villain in many respects. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into the rest of this discussion, which is still quite a meaty bit in just a moment. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Why do you have to take it to the level of photographs and like, hey, I know you don't want to see this, but this will strengthen our friendship he with sounded, these horrifying images. He I, sounded like he was interested. Okay. Did he? How does I don't want to see any photos, <laughs> Andrew, equate to me? Please show me some photos, Andrew. <laughs> how does that happen? It's like, you know how guys are hanging out and it's like, oh man, this tastes awful. Here, have a bite. What? Have you not? Wait, guys, what? did you, guys so, did you hear the pre-show? Thing, one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, fist up the ass. Next thing you know, your dick's in the other guy's ass. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. Dean and Sam are the sluts that took Castiel away and made it a home record. Yes. Because whenever he shows up, Duma, Naomi, Joshua, Bartholomew, whoever was Sam in charge. Sam and Dean is Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And Heaven is Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. You left. And Kaz is Brad Pitt. Exactly. You left with those skank Winchesters. Yeah. And everything fell apart. I can't make the payments. The whole house is coming down. What about your kids? You gotta feed your kids. You leave them here. Exactly. That's pretty much what happened. No known address, so I can't sue your ass for child support. <laughs> Fuck you, Castiel. Broke my heart. Took my children. I don't know that's, what voice that's that 100% is. That's 100% true, though. Like, that is a very much a caricature, but that is kind of where we are. Welcome back, everybody. Now that we've discussed whether or not it was a good decision, we have to ask what are the consequences of that decision? The main element of this last little bit of season 14 here is the consequences that we've always ran away from that we can no longer run from. What will happen now that they've pissed off Jack and essentially created their own enemy? 
And it's not just a threat. It's not just a threat of an enemy, but it's of an unknown power. He is so powerful. He's and unpredictable. Powerful, unpredictable, hurt. There's no reasoning with him anymore. Yeah. He's far more likely to just lash out at you at this point. And there, it seems a little unclear still whether or not his soul is completely gone or if there is a whisper left. I think after that Malik box I thing, I think he's done. It might be. Yeah, he he is he is full, you know, full bore. I, I don't yeah. think there's any. He's full Sith. Yeah, full Sith. Yeah, yeah. you know. But he killed the younglings. Uh, he powered oh, up. He hates sand. He killed the he Separatist army, sand. and he's uh, he's full. He full killed, power. You know, he all he's got left to do is kill Padme, and yeah. he's good to go. She yeah. betrayed him. They, you know, she was clearly banging Obi Wan. I mean, it's clear yeah. this day. Just fucking him. Yeah. Just but, getting right in that beard. <laughs> Jesus. Where? You know, so we, we do have this question of what will happen next. And it's still not clear whether or not Jack is completely in control or if he's kind of lost his mind along with his soul a little bit because we have. Ooh, I like that. Is, if he did. Uh, is it, well, Hallucifer, is it real? Is it a. Did you just call him Hallucifer? Yeah, we said that last yeah, week. We're shipping, ah. we're shipping people with non corporeal oh my, oh my jesus we do this too much yeah holy you guys, shit you guys need a moment you want me to leave the room so you guys can like we said we'd keep it on the down low mike damn it well you know you left the show for like three weeks all we had was each other <laughs> oh my god that, oh lord so what you're saying is is the three weeks that were shows they weren't funny yeah got it yeah not funny yep not at all. Anyway. They were smart, though. Oh. Right. So you guys lost viewers. Got it. <laughs> no, we, we don't have viewers. Well, we do. They're actually watching. <laughs> They're listeners. But aren't we doing video right now? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah exactly. Gotcha. But it was a hallucination Lucifer. A Lucifer. Is it, I like that, though. Is it truly his subconscious? Is it something more nefarious? Did <sighs> Lucifer bleed through the empty just a little bit and somehow stick around does his own like he says in the episode his own dna have something to do with it see i don't know i, I don't know about the whole dna one i think that was the one that was kind of like do angels have dna yeah like that's what i was wondering about like is it but he is half human so he clearly has dna right but yeah, that's the, the good rowena's referenced it yeah but that's the goodness of him, they say. That's the good side. That's his mother. And what's all all what's left, they either said this week or last week. I can't remember now. All that's left is Lucifer. If right. his soul has been burned, it was this week. If his soul's been burned out, then his humanity's gone. Yeah, it's just Lucifer. Right. Lucifer remains. Yeah. Ugh. And is that the case? Is that this own visions of Lucifer? Is that something evil pushing him trying to manipulate him he's being manipulated from all ends but is that something else playing into his decision making or is that just him at this point i think it's just him because God, he's so been sad. told his whole life that you know lucifer is the bad guy and he's his dad and he's got to fight against it and his mom was human and she's the good side and and embrace that side well now that his soul is gone subconsciously he knows this whether he wants to admit it or not and so he the you know when you argue with yourself in your brain about mm -hmm. you know should i do this or not he's manifesting this um, consciousness and the reason way. why it right and the reason why it's showing up as nick or as lucifer is because 
in himself, he knows that he doesn't have his soul anymore. Therefore, he's lost contact with his humanity, though he he seems to be really trying to to keep a hold of it. Yeah. And but but this person represents all of the bad things. And I think in a way it's it's the way for Jack to um, manifest that this is the bad stuff. It's kind of easier for him to um, not listen to him or try to fight against the bad in him because he knows that I'm supposed to fight against this one particular looking person. And so I think in a way it, it is a manifestation of his bad side in his brain, but it also is a, a way for him to try and fight against it. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think it's um, a manifestation. I agree. I agree. That's what it probably is, but I hope it's not yeah, because really. to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you have a character, a person who is naive, yeah, who's unaware of cynicism and being snarky, being lied to, being lied to. He doesn't understand manipulation, and yet he has manifested a I version mean, yeah. of that that is so that's weird in yeah. tune with the nature of man. Because I do, mm, that's I, true. Because I do agree with Avi. I have a feeling that's all it is. Yeah, but I hope it's not because yeah. it doesn't really make sense. I think that's the biggest thing. Is I agree, Mike, because I do think that's what they're doing. Yeah, but but the fact that he doesn't believe Sam and Dean would betray him, that he just believes what Duma says, all this just blindingly naive, innocent goodness, and then this other part of him is so true to Lucifer, tuned into human nature, sees through the lies, knows like, when being manipulated. Like it's too smart. His subconscious manifestation it, it, is far too smart. For, for his naivety, yeah, it did, it, it seems yeah, like that's it's true. It's too world weather. It's too, it, yeah, yeah, too world weather. That's Knows a good way, way to put too it. much as well. Yeah. And so, part of me is like, tell me, there's something else. The devil's last great trick, you know, kind of thing. But I could see it if it is just, uh, you know, his brain broke and in when he killed Mary accidentally, and he needs something else to personify it. But at the same time, why did he kill Mary? Because he was hearing something, something was breaking in his head. Yes, something was screeching we in that tra- traditional that. angelic noise. Wouldn't right. that make sense that Lucifer was f- trying to fuck with him, get in his head, mess him up, or something new? And then right after that, right after you kill Nick and Lucifer loses his last vessel, you snap Explode. and start seeing things. And Lucifer, this smart voice, starts whispering to you and trying to manipulate you. That the fact that something made Jack hear, be in pain, lash out, something happened. We still don't understand how Nephilim work. Work. And for all we know, maybe a soul keeps something at bay. And then once that soul is gone, something allows something else to enter. That's true because ever since angels have been introduced and the idea of nephilims have been introduced it has always been a if we find out there's a nephilim whether it's made from an archangel or not yeah you have to kill it yeah yeah no questions asked just do it and they made that point what two seasons ago with cassiel right 12 yeah yeah so i don't know that that is a question that definitely needs to be answered what happened to make jack lash out what did he hear what was going on in his head and is this thing a vision or is this thing true to him? You know, but either way, it's tough to see him be manipulated by the voice in his head, by Duma, 
by the other angels, the Winchesters themselves. Well, that's why I feel like there is something I'm hoping something's going on because they're putting so much emphasis on manipulation and how he's being pulled from so many different from so many different directions. Duma, the Winchesters, Castiel, uh, now this imaginary Hallucifer, like all these things. It feels like they're. They're showing that something else is also at work. Well, the thing is, if at least I hope if there is, it's well done and you're like wow lucifer got one more over on us and he undid the winchesters he may have died but he fucked them over at the end even in death even in death he made them fuck up their own son essentially that would be the greatest like final win i died but i won kind of moment and if it is nothing then it just kind of goes onto the pile of well i guess that could have been something cool that has grown increasingly in the last couple of years so i hope there's something more to that but, you know, the biggest thing that's kind of that that made me kind of yell at the Winchesters as I'm watching this is their down. entire motivation for doing all of this. Truthfully, you know, Sam has this whole moment with Dean in the bunker, this philosophical perspective that, you know, we know and most people have some only faith. Most people only have belief to go on, that there are angels, that there is a heaven, that there is something better they in any it. way. But and there's they, always that doubt. There's always that doubt. But they know for a fact that it exists. They know heaven exists. They know that Mary is with John, that she is happy. They know this. They, they can the, go to bed content. It's really the only thing the angels do right. They allow, the people, they, right. They, they allow people to have a happy existence in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing they do. And even then, was that God or the angels? Yeah. Angels are just a bunch of dicks, but they know. Shouldn't that allow them to let this one go? And I'm not saying don't be mad that Jack inadvertently killed your mother. Absolutely. You have every right to be mad. Yeah. But at the same time, they have fought and faced death every day of their lives. They have undergone so much heartache and loss. And for so many years, not knowing whether or not it would pan out or if it was just hell and torture. It was all we knew for three seasons the first three seasons shouldn't this help them get over and accept her death she's already died once they lost her again in season 13 do dean and sam need to move beyond frankly childish i want mommy back and accept wow well here's the thing dude you know, you know that she is in a better place, happy, and she's yeah. never truly been happy here. She has never truly fit. Since she's been back. Since yeah. she's been back. Your time with her, while great and valuable and worth something, was tumultuous. And is not the beauty and story about life is that it is fleeting, that it doesn't last, and you should enjoy those moments when you have them? Well, I was actually surprised with the entire question that Sam posed. Like, I did like it. It was very, very philosophical, and it brought an aspect to the show that's never really been there because they do know that heaven exists. But it almost throws a wrench in Supernatural because it's like, hey, Dean, why do we fight death so hard? We could be happy in heaven. <laughs> we could die I'm and like, just be like, cool. Because, like, at fir- because at first I'm like, that's an awesome thought. Like, Dean, like your mom's going to be okay. Like our mom is going to be okay. She's happy. She's with our father. This is probably where she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Why should we rip her from her happiness? Yep. Let's let her go. Is that not selfish? But then, and that's why without, because I look at it two different ways. They could either be, 
accidentally throwing a wrench in a wrench in the entire Winchester playbook. Well, yeah. But also, are they preparing the audience for something? Are they preparing okay. the audience for acceptance? Are they are they trying to put Dean and Sam into a position to finally accept death to let go? My opinion is though, Sam has always been more okay with dying basically. Mm-hmm. He has always been the one saying, okay, I've done this. I know because of, I think something that um, one of the angels told him, I think in like season four, you know, that they're always going to end up in heaven, basically. Yeah, they've they've been guaranteed a spot. Right. So Sam has always been more okay with if I die in this fight, then I die in this fight. If I have to give up my life, if I have to trade my life, if... You know, if the cleansing of the demon blood from me kills me, then it's not that big of a deal. Um, And it's always been Dean that pulls him back from that or doesn't let him make that choice. Yeah. So I think Sam is in that place where he's like, look, she's in heaven. She's okay." And it's still Dean saying, yeah, but I don't have her. It is very selfish. But Dean is a very selfish character when it comes to having his family with him and making him happy and feeling part of that unit as a family, as somebody that always has his back. Whereas Sam has been very okay with the idea of death for a very long time. Yeah, I agree with that analysis. But, and and the reason why is because the reason why Dean fights so hard is because he's had it ripped from him. Yeah. And he experienced a small part of that and as a child, he lost it. And when you're a child, I mean, never mind the psychology that goes with losing a parent, you are stunted. You are stunted from growing. And because right. of that, he always reverts to that memory as a child. Every time he has to face death and loss, he reverts to that. When Mary died, I forget how old he was. Four, she five. Was, he was four. Yeah. Oh, was he four years old? Because Sam was yeah. still an infant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. But my, my point is, is that. I understand I, I, why Dean's acting that way. It makes perfect sense for his character. And Sam, just like what A.V. said, yeah, he's always been okay with death, but he's also okay with with loss in a lot of ways because the, the thing he struggles with is normacy and, and understanding the world. That's what yeah. he struggled with for years. Uh, and Sam is also a lot more mature because of that in many, many ways. Yeah. So all of the things they're doing in this episode is not inconsistent with who they are as characters. It's not, but it is. it does make me ask the question, is it time for Dean to grow up in that respect and accept death what? like – oh, go ahead. No, I, I was agreeing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that like Sam can. Sam can. And, and again, whether it's – because that's why he's the one proposing the question, shouldn't we be happy about this? And the thing is – It's definitely purposeful. Like, yeah. I don't think this was an accidental, hey, what if we have Sam ask this question? There's a reason behind that type of question. Well, and it's also tough and, and it is hard to put into perspective because it happened a while ago now. But Amara gave Dean what he wanted most, which was their mother back. It wasn't Castiel? Well, sexually wanting yeah. you know, desire. Castiel, a bottle of wine and a mixtape. Oh. And that, some candles. Yeah. Yeah. And one candle so they can drip wax on each other. <laughs> mm. You know, that's hot. It's he, the one thing he wanted the most was their mother back. So 
that that does pose a question as or a, a problem because he can't accept this. I mean, imagine if they gave him the opportunity to bring her back. Said, "Hey, Amara and Chuck show up and like, hey, we can fix this again. You know, we're gone for a couple of years. And you guys fuck it all up, but we can fix it again." <laughs> and he lets he he is given that opportunity. He probably right now wouldn't choose let her be at peace. He'd selfishly say, "I want her back once more." Absolutely. Is that where we have to finally take this character for season 15? And honestly, who and wouldn't? Him, who well, wouldn't? I mean, I think Sam, most people don't don't think like, well, let her be happy in heaven. If this was reality, I think a lot of us would be like, no, I want her back. It's It's very yeah. realistic. It is realistic, but I think that might be because of what they've gone through. It's where Dean needs to go. Why do you think cloning has been banned? Because you're going to have a bunch of dead children running around for parents that oh, lost. God. I'm serious. Like, that's why cloning is banned. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing. Yeah. Because a lot of us would not know how to let go. Your child dies. Your mother dies. Your grandmother died. But again, hey, I can clone them. Again, to Sam's well, stop point, Stop and though, think about, uh, like, Sioux Falls when we met Jody. Uh, the whole town was okay with letting their people come back from the dead and be zombies yep. because they got them back. They didn't care how it happened. They just hey, true. Back You're eating that happy. guy's leg. But eh, look, how that, right. look at how that ended. And to Sam's point, you know that she's happy and better off. Yeah. Whether or not you want her, is it selfish to go into that desire? And, just look and at the flowers. Look at the flowers, oh. Lenny. You know? Bringing old dude, things back. That's old, dude. Yeah. That's when the watched. show was good. It's it's tough. Overall, it's tough in general. Like you can understand Dean's pain, but does two wrongs make a right? Jack wrongly killed Mary. Does his, you know, vengeful punishment of Jack? Well, logically, you're like, okay, it's a ticking time bomb. But to our point earlier, it did push him over the edge. You trying to actually be a a understanding father figure could have turned that around, but instead, you went for. We need to get we need to get punishment. Rid of that. Yeah, you know? punishment. Yeah. And it's it's tough. It is. And you know, to it to start the episode off with Mary's second send off was <laughs> heartfelt in some ways. It felt a little odd because I'm like, I don't know any of these fucking people <laughs> at the same time. I'm like I don't, showed I, up. Yeah, I don't know you who's uh, just nodding your head. Um You don't know Mark? Yeah, uh, that's Mark. Yeah, Mark yeah, fucked uh, mom. Oh, um, this is Mark. He he uh, was balls deep in mom. Hey, wait a second. How many people fuck Mary in here? <laughs> Everyone raises their hand. Raise hand. Sam's like, oh, oh. Sam raises his hand. Wincest is canon now. Is, Just kidding, guys. No, I can't that's why that. Bobby threw a hatchet at people. Oh, yeah, like, who the fuck fucked her? <laughs> who the fuck fucked her? Yeah. Jesus. Although that came from a, from a very real place. Yeah. Thomas. What? <laughs> yeah, Thomas, where's that coming from? Yeah, you know, I, I like my Winchester. What can your, I say? You ever barge into your girlfriend's like place of business? Who the fuck fucked her? <laughs> Which one of you sons of bitches fucked her? Because <laughs> I heard you were better than me, and oh. this is bullshit. Hatchet gets thrown. Yeah, that's why you throw hatchets around. Jesus. Cute, Although, cute cheesy music. Oh. I, you know. What was that? Q Hulk walking away. That Truthfully, music. That, music. What was, that was And then pretty he just bad, comes dude. in with a yeah, smile was, like, yeah, I just fucking murdered that yeah. guy. It was, so, <laughs> it was so over the top. That guy like, took a hatchet to the head. It, it kind of. That, that broke the bad. moment. It, it how bad. do you have an emotional moment? You don't, Mike. And then you, you come don't in have an, with when, cheesy music. When hatchets are flying. And circus act Bobby. You don't have <laughs> emotional moments when hatchets are flying. You don't. Yeah. And that, that kind of felt like a fart. 
at that moment it, to me. Oh, <laughs> like, like, in the middle of like a, so a memorial service and someone's just like just lets one rip like, dude. Oh, Ryan does that. Yeah. Yeah. While we're recording. That's <laughs> that's what that felt like to me. Like a fart? It, <laughs> yes. It was a metaphorical fart. Because what was was that just to let us know like hey by the way he's got the biggest dick swinging and he's still you know here. He's got the biggest axe swinging. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Like a 14 We're second here today fart. to remember Mary Winchester. <laughs> we all remember her. She was a great hunter. And- <laughs> oh my God. That's still going. Is that a cow? It doesn't really sound like a fart. It's a long fart. That, <laughs> At least that's what it says in the sound file here. Oh, oh, got it. <laughs> that, that moment was really weird to me. And then the writing is like, yeah, he was totally a wraith that we saw earlier off screen. You weren't there. Don't worry about it. Just trust me. The fake guy. And I'm like, trust me. I I almost don't think, I almost don't think we even needed that. Like, what we was the point we of didn't. that entire scene? We we already said bye to Mary last week. It didn't need we, like, none I, of it was needed. It would have been nice to have them all drinking around the table and then having Bobby come saunter in. Come in, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like the core players should have been there, and they and it would have been great for them to like share memories about Mary. That would have been fine. But all those miscellaneous hunters, they're just weird. Yeah. It just like we don't know any work. of them. At least bring in like uh, you know jo- Jody and Brianna Jody, Buckmath, Donna, Brian, you know, Donna. Donna, Claire, you know all these but, other like people. Any of them that, that would have made more Charlie, Rowena. Like bring people in that not, knew her that we knew. Not, not Mark. Mark thing one, thing two. Guy and Plaid and Jeff. Well, the line. Like, <laughs> the line producers are like, Dad, we can't afford this. <laughs> These are too many. <laughs> these are too many people here. We need to cut the budget down because look, we, we have grip hold over on, here. Hold the on. grip you can get in hey, the episode. Third AD, shut up. You don't know about budgets, okay? <laughs> we have this dope scene planned at the end that it requires a lot of visual effects. So you're gonna have to cast miscellaneous guest spots, please. Thank you. Yeah. No, Jody. I think my cousin can show up for like an episode. Is that cool? Hey, Adam, do you have, like, a, a sister that wants to act or a cousin? Hey, Dab, who's the guy that always gives you your fast food? The craft the, service guy. That's who you're looking for. fast food restaurant. I think he'd be perfect. Hey, guys. That's a good idea. Hey, guys. I mean, <laughs> the only thing is, as long as See, what happened it, was, that's it, just all the Grubhub delivery people uh, in the area for Dab's uh, regular maintenance. As long as guy that didn't disrupt my lunch. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Serve me my lunch. <laughs> and then they just hung out and got paid an extra hey, 50 uh, bucks. Hey, so, uh, that Chipotle do, guy. Do you guys want to get paid day payments? <laughs> if we go back to the credits, how many does it say, like, Chipotle delivery guy, Grubhub delivery guy, and it just keeps listing all those? They're all still wearing their delivery That was their tip. One, one of the that badges was their is sticking oh, out of the oh, Hold on, guys. Jacket. Hold on, guys. I got something to say with that. The, oh, uh, Chipotle guy, I can't give you, per se, a tip. But what I can do is have you in my episode of Supernatural. What do you think? It's a great idea. My show's getting, uh, it's coming to an abrupt end next year, <laughs> and uh, I don't have that money saved. <laughs> it's not canceled. She's abruptly ending. I just spit water out. <laughs> yeah, that, I gotta say, that whole bit oh. didn't work to <clears> me <throat> in any way. But that was good. That's good. Clean family fun. There. It was just weird. It was. It, it was a weird, especially yeah. after last episode. I, I would have loved a lot more build up with that whole. Like, why not give us an extra five or ten minutes when it comes to like the whole Jack and the Malik box? Give us a little bit more yes. yeah. uh, meat when it comes to Mary. Like, why give us that weird 
inciting in or yeah the inciting incident the teaser it's the just teaser, it was yeah. weird well, and not only that if they had planned on doing a quote-unquote hunter's funeral see what was the word there you we used or plan you know the end of last episode <laughs> yeah planned mm-hmm. is yeah. the key yeah. word there so yeah the last little bit i pay my lunch <laughs> Yeah, I guess they were still good. The, the one thing, though, that we kind of <laughs> haven't talked about too much was the the death of Duma and where that kind of leaves heaven at this point. Like, the idea that Jack can make hybrid angels does feel a little... It's something that we actually referenced. Like, you know what? Jack could probably make angels. We've talked about that since season 13. We've made that call out. But what feels like it should have been tied better to... Michael's to Michael's story. If you had had Duma in the beginning of season 14, know that Michael's here. He's so much more powerful comes to him and says, Hey, can you have, can you make us more angels? Heaven is dying. We need your help. And he tells her to fuck off because he goes and makes super monsters instead because he knows that heaven didn't help him last time. It would make more sense as to why Duma would show up now and desperately seek Jack's help to make more angels because it would tie together at least the first half of the season. Right. The events would still be there. We'd see how she was burned before and she's desperate and it would make sense as to why she's been pushed to this megalomaniac level. It is so hard to keep this running. Every day, the lights flicker. You weren't there, Castiel. You left. No one was here. I did what I had to do by manipulating Jack to get more right. angels. None of that happens. Instead, it's just, hey, Jack, wouldn't it be so cool if you made the Winchesters happy and help me out real quick, like changing some light bulbs? Well, see, I don't have a problem with the way that she talked Jack into doing it, but I agree. Like, Not if how we were she saying, did if, it, but if like they, If they took out the there. Mary funeral and even just put a little bit of that in the beginning yeah, with showing her desperation and then... It would have had more payoff. Right, because then when Cass tells her that, you know, Jack's in the wind and he's incredibly powerful. She'd be like, really? Yeah, exactly. You could see the light bulb go off and she goes and finds him and talks him into it. Instead, it just feels like she kind of went villainous because they needed her to do so. And although I was kind of laughing as it had like those weird evangelicals are now like half angel or are they full blown angel? How does that work? Because. And that's also really boring. You went from like Balthazar and Bartholomew and Castiel to like Bill and Susan and Mark. (laughs) Like that is the name of this (laughs) new round of angels. It's like the community support manager guy, Bill. That's it. Sharon. Uh, Sharon. I am the whole powerful. I'm Karen. Can I I speak to your manager, please? I'd like to speak to your manager. It's the all powerful angel, Jeff. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring to it. I kind of laughed about that, but the I, but best it, thing you ever said. <laughs> that makes so much sense. I'm like, dude. That's that's what we have. Well, listen. Like, one of them was like beggars can't be choosy. Okay, one of them was knitting like a half hour ago, and now they're an all powerful angel. Are they all powerful angels? I don't know. Oh, that's what I want to know. Yeah, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of needed some of them because if you're going to kill off Duma, the lights would have just fucking gone out at that point had he not made another 10 angels prior to that. But But do do they even know what's up? Like, no. Do they know anything? Is there an introductory course? Do they know what to do? Is there going to be orientation soon? Because I have no idea. I have all this power. What do I do? Yeah. How do I I do this? Yeah, Naomi does a PowerPoint from herself. I hear people people praying to me and I don't know what it is. Um, Help. 
I snapped well, my fingers have, and I took out the, the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> like, right. They they now have the same problem as the Winchesters do. They've got a bunch of angels running around with powers that they don't know what to do with. Yeah. 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 And it's like they said some weird kind of throwaway line that's like, what if you had people who are like kind of predetermined, predestined or kind of into it, I guess. I don't know. And Jack needed some sort of consent form. Mm. to make you an angel or is it just is it something like a true vessel where you had to be of certain stuff not anybody could be a vessel well she said willing obviously not she said willing yeah people that were um was it not willing she basically alluded predisposed predisposed so there there was some alcohol addiction there was some form of consent that was still needed and that's why I was confused. So I'm like, this isn't a possession, obviously, because you're creating something out of nothing. You're taking their soul, yeah. you're twisting it into something angelic. Like you're forging but how it. how did she know that he can even do that? And if you've known it, that this whole time. Yeah. And maybe that's why they wanted Jack back in la- last season. Yeah. Because if that is something they knew could happen with Nephilim, then they might have wanted to drop those breadcrumbs a little sooner because I was just kind of. Well, I think that the bread trump breadcrumbs had been dropped. It was just there's too much space between the crumbs. Right. Yeah. So and there's no point of the breadcrumbs then, Avi. <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm gonna drop one here and then it's like and five thousand feet later. <laughs> here's another you one. Imagine, Find it. You imagine like whoever's in charge of that hiking trail, <laughs> mother. Jesus. Like I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> Where the fuck's the next breadcrumb? Fuck. Another hiker dies today on Dipshit Mountain. <laughs> Where the signs it's dab, are, it's are not ditch, it's dab mountain. Where the signs are seven miles apart. <laughs> who was supposed to do the? Uh, who's supposed to do the hiking markers every uh, every one hundred feet? Uh, sorry, uh, that was dab. Sorry, he dab ate mountain. the breadcrumbs. Oh god, he ate them. Yeah, That's he was what, supposed to put them down. That was supposed to be park ranger dab. Oh god, <laughs> uh, this bread tastes so good. Oh, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, oh I'm supposed to put it on the. <laughs> 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 All right. With that, I mean, uh, hey, I supposed to put this in the ground. Uh, I just I put him in my stomach. Uh, well, maybe if I like shit him out later, someone can eat it. That's why it was seven miles away. Can you imagine like someone's dropping the breadcrumbs and dabs us eating him as they drop them? Ooh, pizza bread. Ooh, pizza candy. Ooh, pizza candy. candy. Yeah. I can't believe my leg. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is probably the best luck. part of Dab's run. Uh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. poor Dab. And not really. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Didn't wasn't there a reference to angels being born like another generation of them? Did you say bread? Did you say, did you say bread, Thomas? <laughs> They're baked. What were you saying? Now? Wasn't there a reference to another? Batch of angels being born back yeah, with season eight or nine. You said we batch of cookies. Oh my god! I know I just ate seven miles of bread, but cookies sound really good right now. <laughs> All right, cal- okay, calm your stop, food I'm boner crying. down. <laughs> let's. It probably should just move into final thoughts yeah, at this just... fucking point. Ryan. What were your final thoughts overall on this episode? Um, can, can you pull it together? For I'm trying. Minutes? I'm trying. Um, Jesus. Oof. All right. 
might be one of the funniest things we've ever done on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was for the bread. Um, uh, you know what? We have we've we uh, we lost all credibility. Yes. We, yeah. Well, you know, that wouldn't be the first. Doesn't time. stop you from being a showrunner. That's oh, oh come on. Oh. I like how Ryan Ryan's making fun of him for eating. Yeah, he's, and he's oh come on, that's too far. Yeah, there's a line, man. We crossed the, the line, line, dude. Um, no, I, I I I did like this episode. I just think that it was it was a tough one with the decision that Sam and Dean had to make, and I think that was the whole point of that. But I, for me, that really hurt, and I know that that was how it was meant to be. You know scene i think that ultimately this we clearly know that this is kind of where we're going with mm-hmm. the, you know obviously the next episode of the next season and i think um it, it's it's heartbreaking i and we, we kind of knew it was going to happen I, but still it, it's one of those things where like you watch revenge of the sith and you yell at the screen and yeah. don't do it and but you know it's going to happen anyways yeah. and i think that's what the, this whole feel of this episode gave gave us um as far as, you know, I feel like that moment solely eclipsed the entirety of the of the rest of the episode. Nicole Clark writes, they should have used vegetables <laughs> as markers. I'm sure Park Ranger Dad would have eaten those. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's not a big vegetable guy. He's more of a, you know. Cookie guy. Uh, cookie, Twinkies, maybe Twinkies <laughs> inside of a cookie. Kind of thing. Jesus. All right, go ahead. Continue. But yeah, so I, distracting. I, no, it's okay. It's funny. Um, I, I feel like that uh, that scene completely eclipsed the rest of the episode for me, um, because it was one of the hardest decisions I think Sam and Dean have made in the last five or six years. Um, so I enjoyed the episode and the gravity of it. It's one of those things though where it's like afterwards you're like, oh yeah, we have one more episode left, and I think the quick turn of making Jack a bad guy mm-hmm. and I'll air quote bad guy. Yeah. But antagonist. I, I, yeah. It, to that, that quick turn left me kind of like, Whoa, what just happened? But it really wasn't a quick turn. I, you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying like, you just felt like it needed to be more, more developed. Yes. You're talking about that ending yes. moment yes. where, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I, I felt like that was just kind of, Whoa, you know, like in my face kind of thing. So you can't just whip it out and no, dude. You can't bring out your trouser snake. You've got to take your time. Um, Matt Lauer taught us that, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's a time thing. You just can't just bring that thing, bad boy, out. Yeah. But um, no, I, I enjoyed the episode. But I think that was kind of the for me. It was you know this one moment in a forty-five minute episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's just. But as uh, grading wise, uh, B minus. All right. Um, so B minus going into the season finale, but we've only got, you know, in a s- entirety of the show left. We don't have a lot of episodes. 21. Left. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Avi, what about you? What are your final thoughts? So I'm going to give it a B minus as well. Um, it started off. I kind of rolled my eyes when it started and I realized we were at a, another marrying funeral. Um, <laughs> With a fart, sorry, <laughs> and a hatchet, <laughs> with a hatchet fart, and and then I was, you know, I'm always excited to see Jim Beaver back on the show, but, and I think he did great with his scenes with being angry and, you know, showing us it's not our Bobby, 
Um, but he was on it so quick that I kind of was like, okay, what was that for? Um, but it really started to pick up when, um, in my opinion, when, um, you know, Cass and Duma, although I hated her dying, I hated her turning into a power hungry thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dean crying by himself was heartbreaking, but you're right. We spent most of this episode tonight talking about, um, most of the show tonight talking about the scene with Jack and the Malik box mm-hmm. because it was the best five minutes of the entire episode um, and absolutely saved it from being crap to tell you the truth. Um, so I loved the conversations that started. I loved how we are actually thinking about the show and not arguing over stupid things. And, um, I loved the ending scene. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm going to give it a B minus because I, I'm not as pumped for the finale as I had hoped I would be. Um, but other than that, I mean, they gave us, they gave us a lot of good things, so it's a B minus. All right, Mike. What about you? Final thoughts. Um, excuse me. I enjoyed the episode. As I said at the top of the show, I feel like this is probably Dab's greatest moment as a showrunner so far. Um, I feel like he did succeed getting Jack where he needs to be. Uh, We have seen it coming, but that's not the point. Uh, There's certain types of things you can put in suspense, if you will. Like, Mm -hmm. we knew this was coming, and they had dropped the the numerous parallels to Star Wars time and time again. So we knew this was coming, and I feel like Dab succeeded in making it work. I mean, creating such an uncomfortable scene this week, having Sam struggle with its the decision to lock Jack up in the box, hearing him scream and ask where they're at. uh, That might be one of the most uncomfortable scenes I have seen in this show ever. It was just uncomfortable. Was it the most tragic? Maybe not. Was it the saddest? Maybe not. But was it the most uncomfortable for me? Yes, for sure. And it was purposeful. It worked. And that's something we're always asking since dad took over as a showrunner. Do things that are cool. Make sure they work and let it be purposeful. It puts a spotlight on Sam and Dean and brings questions of ethics to the forefront. They're posing questions and questions are what you're supposed to pose in TV shows. Because like A.V. said, it gets people talking on social media besides getting angry over what's canon and what's not shipping and other miscellaneous things like which showrunner is better than the other blah blah Mm -hmm. blah blah we're actually talking about this show we're talking about the episode itself and debating and 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 discussing our own interpretations that's what tv should do and i feel like that's a fucking win for this show we haven't had something like that in a very long time um this is what dramatic television should do and i had some minor issues with the whole decision to put jack in the malik box um, because it was designed for an archangel, not a Nephilim. Yeah. And I don't understand why Sam and why Dean did you think that would, work? would think that would work. We, they already know uh, the Nephilim is something very, very different. 
He's all powerful. He's, he's more powerful than the archangel. So why would they think the Malik bucks would work? Mm-hmm. So that I had some issues with that decision when it comes to logic. Yeah. Um, maybe the writers justified this due to the heightened emotions of our heroes. You know, there's, I can see some justification there. Maybe they were just very desperate Yeah, and they were willing to try anything. I loved the visual effects. I love the explosion of the box as it was melting the sigils. And then that ending scene when Jack just comes oh, through yeah. the it's good shot through the haze of, of dust. Man, that was good. It reminded me of Lucifer that moment. It really did. You just see yeah, the eyes and you shit yourself a yeah, little like, bit. Like, oh, oh, shit. oh God. Yeah. And I, I uh, and yes, I agree with AB that it's not as, um, what should I say? It's not as, um, I'm not as jazzed for the season finale. Bonered up. Yeah, because another thing Dab has done really well is he really manages to build up that momentum with those last two or three episodes. Yeah. In fact, in a lot, I think for the last two seasons, we're like, damn, that was a strong second to last episode. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was good, but I feel like if they would have shifted. Yeah. It didn't hype you up. Yeah. I feel like if they shifted a few things around, if they got rid of that, that weird introduction, that weird intro, the the teaser that was just kind of, yeah, unnecessary. They could have given us an extra, I don't know, 90 seconds, three minutes. That's all it takes for me. That's that's a huge amount. Yeah. For story. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode quite a bit. Um. For me, I'm mixed because I feel like the writing of this episode wasn't bad. It was very strong to to bring about that moral quandary in a way mm-hmm. that is believable that we've talked to at length. It's I loved that Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner, the basically the the ones in control of the Lucifer storyline for so long now, tell us a new age story about how Sam and Dean are Chuck in this perspective and Jack is Lucifer. And they did the same thing to him. They cast him into this box rather than admit to the the mistakes they've made. I do like that. I feel like this, it has been telegraphed for quite some time and it feels like it's not a surprise. I think to anybody, which is good. My problems with the, the entire thing is not so much a problem with this episode as it is a problem with the myth arc to this point, because while to Ryan's point, it's not surprising what happened, but it feels very jarring that we did this, this quickly that we ran through so much with the second to last episode and some things that feel like they should have been in place prior to. And I can't hold that too much against this episode. That's more of a end of the year, end of the season discussion we'll have in a few weeks here, truthfully. But it it was very painful to see some of the decisions they made. I have a hard time agreeing with them in this respect with what they've done. Although I do see how they feel desperate at the same time, but at the same time they've gone to no no crazy amount of length has been too much to deal with for each other. Why they jumped against Jack so quickly, but then again, you know, Dean doesn't do well when you betray that trust when he finally opens up and you you hurt him. I mean, we've you never burned that bridge. I think that's I think you hit it right there because we've never been in this position. Somebody killed his mom. He's not going to think clearly. Yeah, he's not. And that that's kind of the same thing here. It's it was well written for what they had. It did feel a little bit breakneck for a lot of stuff to happen in this one episode that feels not surprising, but but kind of 
crammed into one. So for me, it's a B minus as well. It really will come to a head, obviously, with the season finale here. 21 episodes left, one episode left of season 14. A lot of shit happening. And and the good thing, though, better than anything, is that we're uncomfortable and in a place we've never really been in before. And I think the fact that Supernatural can do that after 14 years is a testament to the show. And I look forward to seeing how they shit on my heart next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Or shit in your mouth. Or both. Oh. You know, why? Oh, no. It's going to be all of it. Uh, I'm going to be it, eating know. a lot of bread, so I got to shit really bad. <laughs> uh, Jeez. Shit. So with that, that's going to do it here for Supernatural The Crossroads. Thank you all for listening. Uh, oh. Oh, I'm not ready. We're not ready. But thank you all for listening. And thank you all for listening to our our farts this episode. (laughs) Uh, Be careful with how much bread you eat, because apparently it'll make you very, very gassy. Yeah, And also, we will have a list of things that we plan to do throughout summer. Latest, We will detail that a little bit more. We'll do it next week towards the end of the show if we have time. But we do have a plethora of shows we'll be doing. We're not going to leave people hanging for very long. We never uh, abandon our our listeners during summer. Yeah, and we're going to start rechanging uh, or reworking some of the formatting as well. You'll see some changes because we do plan to do uh, this show after the show ends, after yeah. season 15. It'll we, obviously have to change a bit, but... Right, because there's no episodes to talk about. New episodes. Yeah, that's so the well, biggest problem to go for. <laughs> yeah, that's typically like hard to you know come up with content when you don't have any fucking episodes. But <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can discuss... Um, uh, Flash we fiction. can read some of uh, Ryan's fan fiction. There we go. I can just make up episodes. It'll be all porn all the time. So with that, stay tuned for the porn hour. Dean walks <laughs> this in summer. and sees Castiel's upright. Okay, that's going to do it here for Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> See you all next week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on, his upright hole? Upright hole. hole. Pole. Oh, oh, I was like, what does that mean? You need an edit. Well, upright hole might work as well. Yeah, that's true. This is he assumes the position. The you are no longer a part of this Let story. Let me see your hole. Hey. Oh. Ass butt. <laughs>